When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Are we going to start this episode on a positive side? Positive pants. <laughs> positive pants today. Positive pants on and then yeah. in the wash. How are you? I'm okay. I actually yeah. feel a lot more positive this week. It's nice. I'm getting a bit of time with Axel on his own. We, um, The nanny that we used to use, we have got a gain. So she's looking after Gigi for a couple of hours a week while I make my mind up about nursery. So that's always good. How are you, Zoe? That sounds really nice. So at least you can kind of give Axel you know, a bit of one-on-one and kind of getting through his homeschooling stuff. Is that becoming exactly. a bit easier? Yeah, I mean, it's so much easier when she's not around. Like, we can get, we, I mean, you know, can I like just paint a picture? So we'll have like, you know, the laptop open, we've got the whiteboard, we've got like pens and pencils and all that. Axel's doing the, you know, his lovely sentences. And then Gigi scribbles all over it. Yeah. Or yeah. eats the pen. And then we have to spend half an hour clearing what looks like blood off her face. It's yeah. just like, it's just chaos. I just don't know how how we're supposed to do it, but. It's chaos. It is chaos, isn't it? And I don't know about yeah. you, but definitely my my young, you know, Kit, Kit's behavior sometimes is really erratic. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just because he hasn't been socializing with anyone his own age. You know, one minute he'd be biting, the next minute we call it destruct mode, where he just <laughs> flies off the handle. He's ripping things down in the playroom. He's chucking his trucks at Luna's head. You know, and yeah. I, I don't know, he's not trying to be a little shit, but, you know, fundamentally, he's a little shit sometimes. <laughs> and I have noticed actually since lockdown this time that he's, he's just, his behavior's as I said, a bit more up and down. I don't know if Gigi's the same. Yes, I d- definitely. And yeah. you know what? I think there's probably quite a lot of parents out there who are feeling a little bit concerned about the impact that this is going to have, you know, like yeah. on their development, but also their behaviour, you know. Like I think when they, uh, you know, at groups or classes or at nursery or just in, you know, in the playground with other kids, they learn a lot like about sharing, about how to handle different situations. And they're mm. just not not getting that at the moment, no. you know, particularly if they're not at nursery, like Gigi obviously isn't at the moment but hopefully will be I just think yeah there's a lot more to it than just not socializing yeah I completely agree with you and actually that's why I I feel a bit more upbeat today because Luna and Kit got to go back to preschool um 
we're, we're recording this on the Monday. They got to go back in for the first time in a month this morning. Um, and it was just a really great moment, not only because I had a bit of peace and quiet, and I've realized <laughs> it's the first time I've been alone for a month, a month. Oh. It's a long time, actually. But yeah. also for them, you know, and they both bounded in, like, you know, Kit's got his best mate Stanley there, and Luna saw oh. her mate Izzy, and she was really excited. And there was just this lovely moment between the kids where they were like, oh, we're back, we're playing. It's, you know, it's incredible. So yeah. I'm thrilled for them. And I am thrilled for me. (laughs) So that's why. Who's happier? (laughs) Who's happier? Me. I'm definitely happier. Doesn't I seem to be communicating a lot better? I mean, I don't know uh, anybody listening. You're probably nodding to this, but it's funny how day to day with your relationship can be so different. One minute you feel like you're falling apart and you're not sure whether you're going to make it to 4 p.m. And then the next day, you know, it's all back and everything seems to be smoother. But it's like a pressure cooker, isn't it? Things yeah. come up. And I, I think, you know, working in your home environment isn't, isn't necessarily that good all the time. No, um, no, 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 especially when you're both trying to do it. Yes. I think when, you know, I've got James who goes out to work and that's great because I get my time away from him. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he has a few days at home in a row, oh, wow. Like, yeah. It, shit hits the fan and I can't bear him. And I'm looking, Googling divorce, divorce law. <laughs> I do I mean I do try and keep him on his toes I like occasionally google it just like leave the tab open yeah just leave it open on the side and I think yeah that'll teach you stop being so judgy and giving me the eye rolls you should um you should also leave like um hot blonde men uh Copenhagen (laughs) open or something like that just to really download tinder Tinder. that's amazing I'm also feeling really really pleased with myself today because I should say proud of myself because I managed to cook last week I cooked a roast by myself alone well done I did a roast didn't burn anything actually the potatoes turned out really crispy chicken wasn't overcooked I mean absolute legend I also cooked a spaghetti bolognese on my own thanks very much (laughs) I was I was doing these um the smorgasbord things that you said that we should all do how what what a great tip thanks G that's all right. No worries. If anyone else is doing them, then please send in your pictures to us and we the, can share them on our Instagram. The Made by Mama's cookbook is really not that far away, <laughs> I don't think, now that I've become a culinary genius. <laughs> no? Now that you're there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you could just do it on your own now, so. Like, you could do a roast, you could do a bolognese, and you're doing your board. So yeah. that's it. I've had, another th- I've had another thought, though. Every time you do a recipe in the kitchen, I'll do a sex position. <laughs> Oh my god, bring back sex position of the week. Do you remember yes. that in Yes. We will bring it back. Brilliant. I will not be like I will not be on that feature. That's not my department. Just no, food take... is my department. Just you take food. Yeah. I'll take orgasms. Okay, you brilliant. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Now let's get into the chat. Um, because it's a really lovely one this week. So today's guest. Mum to Ella, married to James. She is a podcaster, The Amazing Run Pod, which I'm sure you guys have listened to. She is on Smooth Breakfast Radio. She's been on our TV screens for, I don't want to put a year on it, a vintage on it, but um, an all-round complete and utter superstar. Today, we are chatting to the very lovely Jenny Faulkner. Welcome. Hello. Hello there. Thank you for having me on. Oh, Jenny, how are you? 
Yeah, really good, actually. I feel like I haven't seen you for ages. I mean, we work in the same building. We might now be on different radio stations, but we are literally in the building at the same time, yet we don't see each other because they make uh, us all stay on separate floors. I know. Oh we used to we used to be sort of popping into each other's studios, bringing each other biscuit, cup of tea, whatever, and now we literally <laughs> can't. We have to stay on our floors in and out, different entrances, exits, like it's there's a military operation going on there. Oh yeah, I mean, the good, the good thing is, though, I mean, when you do go to work, you know you're in a really safe place. You know you're not yeah. going to be bumping into anyone. They're sticking to the rules like nothing else. But it does mean that little opportunity you think you might have to socialise, that is also gone out the window. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what is life looking like for you at home at the moment, Jenny? Is your daughter getting to school? Is she not? Like, what? what's the setup? First of all, I am still going to work. So I present a smooth breakfast and I yeah. still have to leave my house, you know, half four every day and I still wow. don't. Get, I don't get home till you know half 11 12 maybe you know if, if things are going to plan so I am out the house everyone else is at home so when I say everyone else my husband my daughter my dog they are still at home my <laughs> husband and daughter are going nuts in lockdown because they're like it's yeah. so boring I'm having a great time I am loving it I'm like, I, just, I just really like lockdown they're like that's because you go out every day and you've got a routine but my husband's working from home and he's here and he helps Ella when I'm not if she needs any guidance for home learning, but she is doing home learning. The school have nailed it. Um, last year, maybe less so, but this year, I I don't know if it's the same for you, but yeah. Ella, she goes online at 8.30 and the school basically have a school day on Zoom or Teams oh. or whatever it is, and she finishes at 3.30. They do PE, they do all the lessons as a teacher the whole way, and every now and again, she'll maybe come to me if she needs help with maths she definitely doesn't go to James for that or she'll go to him for history but otherwise we don't see her until school's finished unless we're told to get out of the room because she needs it for pee but in fact I was just running home from work today and the phone went and it's Ella and so we had to FaceTime because she needed to show me her maths question that she was stuck on and I had to help her so um but that's yeah how hard is maths well, it's 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 just like I'm. Like, I don't. I didn't do it this way when I was younger, no. so I don't no. really know what you're talking about. And then I <laughs> so, can you can you send me the question on this? So I was walking home, looking through loads of lessons that she'd screen grabbing me. Oh, heading to Google maths equations oh. for dummies. Yeah, <laughs> they do it so differently now, don't they? Oh. I don't know. I mean, I just, it was such a long time ago that I was at school. And actually, when you break it down, obviously going to a shop and being able to, you know, count your change when someone gives it back to you, unless you work in that sector where you're using maths constantly, it's just not, I'm, you know, we're communicators. We're in, we're, you know, and, 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 and I just don't ever do maths. No, <laughs> I find it so either. stressful. I, I check everything with a calculator, even yeah. the most basic things. I would always check it because I wouldn't trust myself. It's so funny, isn't it? But do you know what? Even like if you if you ever do, you know, long division or um, long multiplication sums, they do it completely different. So I um, I remember how to do that and I loved it at school. But right. every time I help Ella, she's like, we don't do it like that. And I'm like, well, you should do. <laughs> yeah, you do now. Do if you want to still be my daughter, you do now. Exactly. <laughs> so this is quite a nice chat for us because you actually don't really talk that publicly about being a mum. Um, you talk a lot about your running, a lot about your work, and we've known you sort of on our screens and in in our lives for God, it's it's a long time now. But actually, you as a mother, we don't know that much about. I don't really have asked much about being a mum, and I think um, 
and it doesn't doesn't bother me because I've you know I, I love being a mom and I have a great time but no one really ever challenges me because I think the things that I focus on are more fitness related or work related so yeah so it's really nice for me to come and chat with you guys today Aww. and you you have Ella and Ella is now 10 She's right? oh, she's nine. She turned nine in September, so she'll be ten later on this year, which is right, frightening. Okay. It's frightening thinking that she's going to be ten this year. Gosh, <laughs> I know. How does the, the time just fly? People say that to you, don't they? That you literally flick a switch, and then you know, before you know it, they're going off to secondary school, and it's kind of gone. And so, Jenny, we thought it would be really nice to kick this chat off um, with a subject that comes up a lot on Made by Mummers. We get loads of messages about this, um, and we kind of wanted to gauge your thoughts around having one child and not having any more well I mean sometimes it's not a choice that you make to be perfectly honest and uh so we I had Ella um James and I had Ella I was thinking I was 35 at the time I mean absolutely fine and I just knew that I didn't want to have another child immediately firstly because uh, I kind of found it hard to get back to work actually and although I was working away after having Ella I started going away with work week on week off my mum had to come and help because I was doing a lot of travel shows so it was just really difficult to think about then having another one because I'd have to give up give up work again and start from scratch so I knew that I'd if I was going to have another one, I'd want to wait a few years. Mm. And so we did wait a few years because actually it worked really well for us. And having one child is, was just amazing. And we wanted to get to know her and we wanted to give her all our time. But we just assumed that a few years down the line, we would have another one. Uh, there's four years between me and my brother. There's, I think there's six or seven years between James and his sister. So it just did, it just seemed normal to wait a while. And anyway, we did wait a while and then it just hasn't happened. So yeah. um, because of that, well, we've just kind of accepted the fact and kind of got on with it. I mean, I'm I'm going to be totally honest. Working on a on a radio show where I have to get up at two in the morning and I fall asleep continuously, you know, from lunchtime onwards. <laughs> I did that for eight years. That does not help. So uh, I think that working eight years on that probably is part of the reason that it hasn't been hasn't possible happened. it yeah. hasn't happened you know but yeah. yeah that's that's it I I always assumed that Ella would have a brother or a sister it was never my plan to have an only child and don't get me wrong I'm so delighted to have one child yeah. and yeah. absolutely adore her and love her I just think it would have been nice for her to have a sibling but yeah. I know there I haven't we haven't gone down the route of IVF or anything like that because it's 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 not, I, I see there's lots of people out there that really, really struggle to have one and we have one and she's amazing. And so, you know, if it happens, it happens. And I still say if it happens, it happens. I haven't ruled it out, but um, it hasn't happened so far. Yeah. I mean, Jenny, I'm an only child and I love being an only child. I talk about it a lot on this podcast. <laughs> I hate, I would hate to share my parents, but I have, <laughs> but I, I have had two kids. Um, does Ella ever ask about, you know, having a sibling or ever talk about no. you know her friends who've got siblings no <laughs> she she loves being on her own with us she's like I really like it just us so we sometimes go how would you feel if you had a brother or sister and she's like uh, I don't think so so she loves it the way it was she, she loves the fact that we're in a little team that she's she's kind of one of our friends although we are obviously her parents she does she's always there in the middle of us which is probably another reason why there's only uh, the three of us but yeah she's just always 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 there and part of the team and I I think for her she just couldn't imagine there being someone else 
in the group yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's really amazing, isn't it? Because it's absolutely okay. Um, we hear it a lot on Made by Mamas. People contact us all the time. That's why we're so thrilled to be having this conversation with you. Yes. This very open and honest chat because lots of people contact us saying, I'm a, uh, I'm a mother of, uh, I've got one child. And to be honest with you, I'm just not sure if I want to have a second one. I'm getting a lot of pressure from people. People keep asking me, oh, when's number two coming along? And I'm just like, I don't know if I want number two. So it's yeah. quite an interesting topic to discuss. And I don't think we hear it discussed enough. Well, I have one of my best friends, Tabitha, and I, we were, she has got another little girl who I'm, I'm her godmother. And when um, Tabitha got pregnant with Primrose, we just assumed that we'd all have another one at the same time because our first daughters are the same age. Yeah. Anyway, but we went through this whole thing beforehand going, do we want another one? Because our lives are back on track and, you know, we can, I mean, I, I can go out, I can have a life. Ella can yeah. come. Ella just fits in. We can go on holiday. We can have a great time. She can go and stay with friends. I mean, our life is totally sus. So would you want to go back there again also? I mean, I was absolutely terrified of childbirth, like beyond terrified. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah. the whole the whole fear of that, to go through that again, is something that kind of would fill me with dread. But, you know, it's worth it for the end product. It's just yeah. it was so overwhelming, the fear at the time. But, um, you kind of forget when you think back on it. Did you do any form of um, hypnobirthing or what was your birthing process like to get you over that fear? Birth preparation, should I say? I literally, I wrote on the birthing notes, I don't want to see any blood because I will vomit and pass out. <laughs> and I was like, and I want it to be as fast as possible. And everyone's just like, yeah, whatever. So um, for me, that's basically, I, I just wrote that, do not let me see any blood because I will faint and pass out and I will be in a bad way and I'll start freaking out. However, <laughs> actually I went and I was like, I want every drug going and I want, I do not want to feel it. I just want to get through it. Anyway, got to the actual day, got there, no pain relief at all. Um, wow. And, oh my gosh. And, and it was like half an hour. So although I'd wow. had contractions all day, I went in, I kept phoning them going, I think I'm in labor. And they're like, <laughs> you're not. And I went, I think you'll find I am. I'm having contractions every, and then I'd go to my app every eight minutes. And they'd be like, yeah, 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 whatever. Phone us back later. So it got later and I'm just, I phoned them again and went, hi, I'm definitely in labor. They went, you wouldn't be, you couldn't meet the call. And I went, when I'm not speaking to you, I'm in pain. Anyway, so they went, fine, come in. And they said, no, 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 your age is away. And this was about half 10 at night. So they made me sit in the bath. I said to James, something weird's happening. And I stood up and I said, I need the toilet. And I remember going oh to the toilet. I went, I went and stood over the toilet and I just screamed. And he went, what is wrong? I went, the baby's head's fallen in the toilet. Oh, my God. What? And then actually all that happened was my waters had broken, but they'd be oh. such a such a plop noise. So that was at midnight. And then Ella was born 30 minutes later. Wow. And, uh, but oh yeah, goodness. it was quite fast. And I, I, I didn't have anything. And it just all kind of passed by really quickly. I remember just being really traumatized with the speed and overwhelming pain. But literally, it just, I couldn't, it went in half an hour. I don't even know what happened. It felt like a cold, yeah. total blur. So you could have been one of those women in the back of the papers that like, I just went for a wee and next minute there was a baby <laughs> down in the loo. I that honestly thought, I thought that's what had happened. I was like, oh my God. And James is just too busy with his um, labor playlist, which he was really <laughs> proud of. He's got things like, push, listen to this one. It's push it, 
salt and pepper and I was like I'm gonna kill you and then the next song was maroon five moves like jagger I was like literally (laughs) I am going to kill you (laughs) do you know it's really interesting what you say about you not even really knowing what happened because it was so fast and I think quite often we talk about having a traumatic birth as a long drawn out birth with lots of interventions but actually sometimes a really fast birth can be just as traumatic because you you have no idea what's going on you have no time to prepare you don't get to listen to your whole playlist yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) do you know when you get um I don't know you know if you ever get um you've been out and you're freezing cold and you've got you're really shaky or if something happens that 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 shakes you up somewhat and you, you you physically can't stop shaking and you're in shock somewhat. Yes. That I was like that after the birth for about an hour and a half. I just, I was in total shock. My body was in shock. And um, it's not because I didn't, you didn't appreciate what I'd gone through. I'm not going to lie and say because I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy the experience of giving birth. I enjoyed what came out of it, but I was in absolute shock. I just... I just genuinely cannot really remember much of it. Just remember that it was really, really fast and quite traumatic. Yeah. What What was the process after the birth like for you? If you say that you felt like you were in this shock, were you communicating that to James? And and what were the blues like? And did you have any? Um, I do remember James just kind of not really sure what to do. He's like, he was one of those blokes that before the birth was all this, yeah, I'm going to go and... I'm going to cut the cord and, you know, all that jazz. Literally, I do remember turning to him and he just sat there. I think he was in shock as well. He just didn't know what to do and didn't know how to help. And after the birth, we just sat in this room for a few hours until the hospital asked him to leave because it was, I think he he was asked to leave about three or four in the morning. Mm. They had to go home because they're not allowed to stay in. So I was on my own. And it was just so weird because I was in my own, on my own with a baby going, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Don't and I really hope she doesn't wake up because if she does, I don't know what to do. And um, I just, yeah, I just remember just lying there, was bucketing outside and just lying there, but looking at her, going, I literally have just given birth and I don't know what to do. Anyway, it was just, it was really special time because I just staring at her and she just lay still and she was sound asleep. And about eleven o'clock that morning. I'd, I'd done a lot of staring at her and looking at her and thinking, oh, I love this. I want my husband to come here now. And I phoned him. I kid you not, I woke him up. Oh, wow. Go <gasps> on, Midge. Yeah. Last 11 a.m. lying he's had, I mean, right? What are you doing? Again? I haven't had much sleep. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. He quickly arrived soon after. But yeah, we, it was just, uh, I, there was it was amazing kind of, that whole day, we just sat there going, we don't know actually, we don't know what to do because it's not like you know what to do immediately. And I'd babysat and I've looked after friends' babies in the past, but I've always handed them back pretty quickly. And yeah. so when it came to Ella, we just suddenly were like, right, okay, we have to just work out what to do now. And even I'm sure everyone's the same when they first have to leave the hospital. We left the hospital later that day. And we had to put her in the car seat. And you know, when you're like, I think the car seat is too big because she's <laughs> tiny. In it. And then you walk out with this baby in a car seat and you have to take her home. And you're just like, this is, this is silly because we have yeah. no idea. What it's like having to look after a stranger that you yeah. just, you don't know how to clean them. You don't know how to do nappies. You don't know when they're hot. Like you don't know how to breastfeed, like make a bottle. Like it's, you just don't know anything at that point, do you? No, you, I mean, you really don't. And no matter 
how much you prepare and go to NCT. I did all of that. I had, the, I had about 75 books. I did, you know, the whole shebang. I'd yeah. asked everyone's advice. That You can't prepare because it everything is personal to you. And I think that's one thing I have learned, and I'm sure lots of other people have as well, anyone that's had a baby. You ask everyone's advice and you want to take on board as much as you can and you write notes and you make plans and you do routines and you you get into the kind of headspace of everyone else around you. But when you have the baby, you've got to work out what works for you. And everyone has their own way of doing something. Some people breastfeed, some people don't. Uh, some people go routines, some people do Gina Ford, others don't. And you just got to work out what's best for you. And the best thing of all is, that baby has no idea what's right or wrong. And yeah. so you, the way you do it in their eyes is the right way, unless yeah. they scream at you and then you're like, <laughs> maybe that's the wrong way. So you, you learn you learn yourself. And I think that's what we were just, James was really good. He's like, look, she doesn't know any different. Let's just go with it and see what we do and see if she can fit into the life that we have in terms of let's not let's not bend over backwards to do routines that are painful to us. Let's try and get her in a routine that really works for us. And so actually we could, we had a really good system going and there was he was really hands on. So yeah, it was all it was all very, very straightforward and enjoyable, apart from a few sleepless nights. It was good. That's good. And so you, you know, obviously been in in this industry for years and years and years and probably really, really busy right up until your daughter was born. So how was that for you? How were you in that whole process going from being a really busy career woman to being at home? Well, I I didn't really have much time at home, to be honest. So I was working, I was hosting this morning and filling in for Holly. Um, she had just had a baby. So this is in 2011. And I did the whole, I did about four or five months filling in for her. Um, that was while I was pregnant. So I did the whole summer. I stopped working this morning in August and had Ella in September. And then I was working again. I remember I did my first job about a month after having Ella. And one boob was really big and one was not. And um, one boob was bulging out my dress. It was, I was hosting an event. It was a black, it was an Elton John AIDS Foundation event because I had to interview him. And I was like, oh my God, I really hope my boobs aren't leaking because I have, I'm really bulbous out. <laughs> I'm bulging out one side, but not out the other. And I know I, I, a lot of people thought I was pregnant and I wasn't. I like, had the baby about a month ago and I was only out the house for about four hours. But for me, it was really important to do something to, to get out because yeah. it was lovely being at home but I hadn't you're right maybe you're right in the way I hadn't been at home that much yeah. ever and so it was it was nice just to kind of just get out there a little bit and dip my toe back in work life and have some kind yeah. of normality but then come home and relax and not worry about having one really large boob and one really small <laughs> one. <laughs> we'll be right back after the short break There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? I mean, a month after you've given birth, that is hats off to you that's quite an incredible feat and this is what I love about you Jenny is that you you have such a brilliant work ethic and you are so hard working and actually you do have it all like you do have an amazing daughter and an incredible career and f- for me you know I did the sort of similar thing it wasn't I think it was five or six weeks I was back doing a radio show but I felt like the but first you time were around back in quite regularly as well I mean I was only yeah. doing bits and pieces yeah, I mean, 10 weeks I tried to come back um, and it was too early for me, too much. And I sort of had a bit of a breakdown in the studio. I remember trying to pump and I remember crying in one of the studios, like floods of tears, pumping, thinking, how am I going to do this radio show? I've come back way too soon. I think the pressure of, you know, having to provide and also trying to keep my career going, you do, you do go through that feeling of like, shit, what if I can't do this again? And I remember our boss at the time at heart saying to me, you know, go away. We love you, um, but go away and come back when you're ready. And I remember it being about five months after that where I thought, right, I can do this regularly now. But, um, but, it's, but it is a big deal. And I also think I listened to a lot of people saying to me, oh, it's probably a bit too soon and you need to do it. Did you get any of that or were people supportive? And I guess, what did James think about it? Well, I mean, James... Uh- so it, it was quite difficult because because we never have any we didn't have any help looking after Ella. So between us, one of us had to be at home if the other yeah. one was working. And I had quite a few jobs that came in that, to be honest, I couldn't couldn't say no to them. There was one really big job I had, which was about when Ella was two months old, and so I had to go out and work for about three days in a row, which isn't it's not a big three whole days. It was quite, but it was also frustrating for James because he's like, I have a job that day. And I'm like, but I've got three days. So I'm like, so I kind of won that one. And then he got annoyed because he had to turn down work to be at home. And he's like, I don't want to do this. So that was quite difficult. Actually, that was probably the most difficult thing. Who gets to go to work? Is it me or is it you? I want to talk about this actually, because this is really interesting. At five months, I I hosted a show already called Fantasy Homes by the Sea. So Ella's almost five months old and that that has come back. They've pushed it back as late as they can. So what I did was they managed, we managed to get them to do filming week on, week off. So Mm -hmm. I would go away Sunday or Monday to Friday. And then I come back for a week and in the week back and then I could do things like this morning. So Ella would come in and be left in the green room. With like, wow. with, with like whoever was in there because she was just, a, she literally slept everywhere she went. So she'd come in and then I could do things like this morning and she'd just sleep and then I'd come out and take her home. It was absolutely fine. And then the week I was away, I would fly my mum down from Glasgow and my mum would come and help James. So wow. if James had to go to work, my mum was like an absolute lifesaver. So she was getting earmarks like nothing else going up and down from Glasgow and I was going off and doing the work, but it was the only way it worked. And then I got, I got a little bit of stick from some people I know who just were like, I can't believe you can leave your child. And I was like, well, first of all, you know, it's part of the job. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes our job is amazing. 
well, I think it's amazing all the time, but the, one of the perks of the job is that, you know, the hours are not it, terrible. The yep. the job is fun. However, sometimes it does mean that you miss important events. You miss weddings, you miss parties, you miss all that, but also you can be absent. At times you would rather be there with your child, but it's the downside of the job. The upside is that, you know, most of her life, I've been at home with her every single day. I might not yeah. get to take her to school, but I'm at home the rest of the time. And so, um, so yeah, that was hard because a lot of people in my NCT gave up work and for like a year or two years just to be at home and look after their baby while I went back to work. But that's just the person I am. I've, I'm, I like, I'm a working woman. Yeah. And do you know what? It's, it's the rule that works for you. I mean, we talk about this a lot on Made by Mamas that actually when it comes to parenting, you do what works for you. And if that is the setup, that means you get to spend quality time with your baby, you know, when you're there and you're present and the rest of the time, you know, you're out there doing a job that you love and you're also bringing in money for the family. There is also that pressure as well. Lots of people go, well, why are you doing that? It's like, well, because you know, I'm the breadwinner and I have to do that. So I don't really have a choice. It's very interesting, that whole side of it. But we always say, if it makes you happy, just do it. Don't worry about exactly. what anyone else says. Yeah. yeah if, and you can make it work. And, you know, I, I, I do know there's people that work in, you know, in the city and they go back to the career women who go back to work quite early and they're gone from first thing in the morning, they're back late at night. And I appreciate that they do miss their children and, but they're, you know, yeah. they've got their jobs and, I mean, I didn't have it like that, but I can see that that side, that would be, I would find that difficult. And I admire those women that, you know, can do that. But likewise, I wouldn't be good at staying at home all the time. I would be a, a useless mum because <laughs> I would be wanting to go back out and be myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you touched on the fact that you and James were almost arguing about who was going to get to stay at home and who was going to get to work. How did you kind of iron that out? Because, you know, at the moment, there'd be so many parents in that boat, maybe who are both trying to work at home and they've got the kids at home. And it's almost like who gets to go and sit in the office yeah. upstairs and work <laughs> and who's got and who's got to do the me, homeschooling. Me, me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that, there's definitely a lot of that. And how, how did you overcome it? It's it's so difficult and it's different for every relationship. It's really unfair. We don't mm. live in you know, the, the 1950s. You can't go, well, the man's job is more important than the women's. It's not, it's, it's not a sweeping statement like that. It's everyone's important. And it's not even just, you know, who earns the most. Everyone needs to get out there and work for their own sanity as well. And so... Um, it's it was it was really a case by case um, <laughs> assessment, and also it was sometimes just like I work last. I appreciate it's your turn, and you have to kind of yeah. just make it work like that, or um, try and get my mum to help as often as possible. Uh, we just didn't want to go down the route of having to to look into a nanny or a child. We didn't want to commit to that. We didn't we didn't feel that we needed it. We loved being there between us, and so. Um, we just knew it would be harder. But that I think initially that was probably the hardest thing for us to deal with. And when you say hardest thing, do you think it's the thing that put the pressure on the relationship the most? Yeah, because there's lots of things, aren't there, that can put the pressure on like, oh, yeah. like you know, the, the one who's going to break and get up in the middle of the night. So oh. you know, I, mean, I, I am really good at not getting up and I will lie there because I'm he's nearest <laughs> the door and I will we both pretend we're asleep. I know full well he's not. He knows I'm full well I'm not. And you'll lie there and you'll just be like, who's going to break? Who's going to break? And <laughs> so I would say, good. 
that is one of the things that sometimes would lead to slight issues. He'd be like, you didn't get up. And I'm like, well, you're nearer. And then, so yeah, that sometimes was a little bit ropey. And then the other thing was who's going to go to work. And if, um, and it's just, it was just because the jobs are important to you both. And so you, neither of you want to give something up. And also when you work in, um, in the media, sometimes as a freelancer, if you don't do one job, then you miss the next one. So we both would be worried that we wouldn't get any more work, but you know, This is what happens when you have a family. You have to sacrifice a few things and you have to just deal with it and go with the flow a little bit, I guess. And so that's what that's what we did. Yeah. We're getting asked the questions a lot um, about how to keep the relationship fresh and how to keep, you know, the arguments at bay, especially during lockdown. You guys have been together for a really long time. So I guess, have you got the secret, Jenny? <laughs> you've, got, you've got the secret right maybe it is the fact that you need to get a job that gets you up at 2 30 in the morning and takes you out of the house and then you only really see each other or on the weekends I, i'm not i'm seriously not joking i sometimes think that eight years on a show where where i would go to bed when james was up in the evening and i would be up before he was asleep in the morning and then on a friday night we'd go out and i'd fall asleep at the table if we were out for dinner Saturday night was really the only night I would be awake, but then I had to get up for work on the Sunday, so I couldn't stay up late. I think having a job like that is, is quite good for keeping the relationship alive because it means anytime you get together, you absolutely value it. You're like, oh, I'm so happy we're together for a night out. <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder. fonder. Yeah, that's yeah. it. <laughs> what was the best piece of advice you've ever been given as a parent? Um, I think it, I think the, well, the realization that everyone parents their own way and just cause you do it one way doesn't mean it's the wrong way. I think that's, that was important. Someone, I can't remember who it was that told me, but they basically said, you know what, don't stress, um, just do it your way and your way will be the right way for you. So, you know, that's, I think that's it. Don't compare yourself to other parents and the way they do things because some people look like they're perfect and get it right, but Maybe it's it's good for them, but not necessarily for you. And you know, is and their lives are, might be very very different. So yeah, just don't compare yourselves as hard as it might be, because you can see that they've nailed it, or their child is perfect and never screams in public. And it's you just want one like that that eats their vegetables and or that uses a knife and fork properly and always says please and thank you and doesn't scream. And those children always, don't exist. They don't <laughs> exist. So so don't don't ever don't ever look at anyone that you meet like that and think oh they're doing it right because most of the time they probably aren't they've probably just lucked out on the occasion you've bumped into them that's great that's great advice actually um and jenny we love to ask our guests at the end of the chat their five favorite products so these can be anything either around parenting or around life things that you can't live without things that ella loves um wow let me think okay so what does she like? Or do I never even thought about something that she would like? I was just thinking about things. Oh, no. So, oh, no. Things that you like. You can just tell us whatever, ever, whatever you like. Um, okay. Well, when I, okay. So when she was little, I, I'm not going to lie. I could not get away with being a parent without having a pram that I could run with as ridiculous as it sounds. I oh, had, 
I had a, a pram that I could run everywhere with because when she was little, I actually started uh, running again uh, quite soon after having her just because I wanted to get out and do some exercise and feel better. And I would signed up for the marathon a few months after she was born. And so I did all my training with a pram that I could run with and having a pram that I could run with or walk with just meant that I didn't take the car as often. I would go, I would walk miles to a friend's house, just keeping fit and active. And it was great because it got me out and about and kept me, kept me moving. And yeah, that was possibly one of the most important things we had actually. Um, Do you remember what brand it was? Yeah, it was Mountain Buggy. Mountain Buggy. Mountain Buggy. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't even know because this was like nine years ago. I'd, I'm sure there are loads of amazing prams out there, but that would probably do the job. But the, the mountain city buggy, jogger, the city jogger is a good so, one. Is it a good one? Well, yeah. it was this, this one was so so good. And um, also the other thing that we all I had as well, and I have them. I actually have them for golf now. I've been looking for them for ages because when Ella was a baby, you know, you go out in the pram and it's flipping freezing outside, and your hands free. Yeah. Yes, I had. Yeah. I had the best sheepskin pram muffs. So oh, yes. <laughs> the great why doesn't anyone like Mom why doesn't everyone have them? They're I just know. amazing. And so um ever since and I play golf and I have them I have ones that like switch on and heat up for my golf cart. So basically they were also an essential thing. Um and I'm just trying to think baby wipes, literally when before I had Ella, I just thought that I just rolled my eyes when people used to carry baby wipes, whatever. Even now, when we go on holiday, I pretty much have some kind of wipes in my bag because <laughs> even at nine, she she needs them on a plane or wherever. You just, you become a mum, don't you? The minute you become a mum, you have wipes of some sort, whether they're simple, whether they're baby wipes, whether they're wa- whatever the brand, you just learn to carry them. But what a genius creation that is. You end up <laughs> using them for everything, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and... Uh, Collo, let's talk about Collo. I was trying to work out if I could put that in. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I have developed a a brand, a supplement brand myself, and it is a collagen supplement, which, by the way, has so many amazing benefits and is also really good for parents to take as well. It's really good for uh, for your nails, for your hair, for your skin. But we developed it in particular. I wanted it because it aids recovery after exercise. It's good for your joints and your cartilage. But more than anything, I mean, it's just a really great supplement with um with uh, vitamin C, vitamin B12, uh, vitamin B5, B6. It's just got everything you would possibly need every day. So um, I was quite proud to be um, part of the team developing that. But if you take it after having a baby as well, it kind of has got all this amazing, um, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's a great skin healer, especially yeah. post-birth. Let's mm. just put it that way. So it can help you in the recovery after the birth as well. I'm right. taking okay. mine, Jen. I'm it taking can- mine. Thickened skin in areas that might need some help. <laughs> it's all out your vag. It's all your vag out after you've had a baby. Go. Is that all a, a nice way to say it? <laughs> I knew that Sarah would go there. <laughs> vag help. Excellent. God, it's, you know, it's so funny though when you, um, when you talk about parenting because, I mean, obviously being a mum, I have been a mum for like nine, ten years now, but um, Ella, it's been so long since she was a baby, but you still remember so many little 
little details, but then you forget tons of them as well. Whenever I see someone yeah. with a baby now, I don't I don't even remember how to lift them up. I'm like, how do you change it <laughs> You know, you forget all these things, don't you, quite quickly. Yeah. I, I loved how you were describing the stories though, because the stories from when she had just been born, they 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 rolled off your tongue like it was yesterday. Yes, like it's that stuff exactly. you don't forget. But you never forget those though, do you? Never. Oh. Jenny, oh, thank you thank so you. much for coming on. What a wonderful chat. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Really, really thank you. It's been lovely chatting to you. And hopefully, look, I hope I get to see you. It was nice to, to meet you, G, properly. But um, also, you. I hope I get to see you at some point. And Zoe, I hope to get to see you, give you a hug at some point as well. Yeah, we'll forget the running. Let's just go for the booze. I mean, <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> All right, lovely. Take care. Bye. Thank right. you. Thank Bye. you. I told you she was a hero. She is a hero. I mean, how how quickly did she go back to work? I mean, four weeks later. It's, ama- it's actually amazing, and I think some people just genuinely thrive on that. Yeah. And that ma- and if that's what makes you happy, then yeah, I mean, go for it. Also, though, like you've spoken about this before. You know, I was in a traditional job before where I got a maternity leave and a maternity pay. And there are so many people out there who do not get that. And so going back to work four weeks after having a baby is not a choice. You have to. You need money. And also, like, you know, Jenny was saying, you never know when the next job's going to come in. So it's difficult. And I think there's a lot of judgment out there about it. And I think people need to have a think before they do judge. Because it's not as straightforward as oh I'm gonna have a year off because you know it's not for everyone but also yeah a year off I mean dreamy Mm. but that just wasn't an option we know we worked at the same company we we still work in the same building together it's you know we we just don't get any maternity pay nothing so you know we don't work we don't get paid it's one of those ones and I don't think you I don't think going back to work and doing bits and pieces here and there means that you're not a great mother I I really, really don't. And I also think going back to work whenever suits you is the right decision. And nobody has the right to wag their finger. I remember when Vogue Williams, who's obviously been on the pod and she's a mate of mine, I remember when she went back to do a DJ gig or whatever. She took so much abuse online for like, where's your baby? I think she was at the house for like two and a half hours. Like she earns money and she has to earn money to keep her her family afloat. It's like, it's it's a no-brainer really. Exactly, exactly. Um, And I think, you know, Zoe, you've spoken a lot as well about going back and realising it was too soon. It's up to you. It's up to the mum, you know? Like, yeah, we might make a mistake and think we're fine to go back and we're not. Yeah. But equally... It is each to their own. Yeah, totally. And I also love how um, how positive and upbeat Jenny is. And she yeah. always has been like that. And I think a lot of it is down to the amount she exercises. She exercises yeah. pretty much daily. Like when she was doing early breakfast, don't forget, she was on early breakfast from... And uh, she did that for eight years. That's 4 a.m. to 6.30 in the morning. And then oh when she finished her show, she would run nine or ten kilometres home. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've covered that show before and I literally crawl out of there like like I'm hugging a small teddy. Like, uh, uh, no, I didn't run home. I cried all the way home to bed. Oh, gosh. She's a superstar. She's a superstar. She really is. Yeah, it was a lovely chat. It's made me feel really, um, really upbeat and positive as well, actually. So, 
if you're having a rubbish day that's a good chat to listen to i think it really is um and we're going to be back on friday with another yeah. great episode so yeah look out for the question tab we love getting the questions in from you guys yeah and we would love you to rate review and subscribe to the podcast we always say that as well if you do have time to leave us a little review that would be phenomenal um and just tell people about the podcast we're trying to reach as many people as possible so thank you for your support as always um and georgia photographs yeah do you know what we love to see where and how you're listening to the podcast so please do tag us when you're listening we we love to see it so and also if you want to drop us a message because you're private on instagram we like to see it privately too just dm us at made by mamas or on zoe's own channel at zoe hardman and we'll be back on friday see you then Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.